Welcome to Asian Book Club, where we highlight Asian and Asian American authors. We are your hosts, Jimmy and Sabangin. And I'm Stephen Park. And we're bringing you a special episode today. Yeah. And it's a special drop, so it's going to be outside of our normal schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing you might hear in the future is that this book and this author mm-hmm. are also a recommendation that Jamee later states. Mm-hmm. But the importance is that this author has just released her first book. Yes. And we really wanted to promote it. Totally. So before we get into the book, let's talk a little bit about what the book is kind of about, which is money. Mm-hmm. Now, how have your views and your past history with money and budgeting been? Well, when I think about growing up, money felt scary. Like there was no way to predict when we'll get money or how we'll get money. And there was also no way to predict how the government in terms of taxes, in terms of stability is going to manage the money of the people. So it was like very scary. It was all about scrounging up what we had. It was about trying to control debt because as immigrants, my parents didn't have a lot coming here. And for the most part, they were living from paycheck to paycheck until they became adults. Mm -hmm. And once they were adults, and I'm only speaking through my lens as, as their child, Um, When they were adults, they were then just trying to catch up. Which I think is the American story a little bit, where I think coming here as most immigrant families is to find a better life and Mm -hmm. to make a lot of money. Yeah. But truly, the thing I hear from a lot of families that kind of binds us in very similar places Mm -hmm. is that our parents didn't come to America with a lot of money. Right. For Um, the most, most immigrant stories start out that way. Right. And I would add something, uh, two things to what you said of Mm -hmm. how do you feel about your money being scary? It used to be scary, but I would say it's still currently scary. Mm -hmm. And I would say the other thing I would add is it's confusing. There's Mm -hmm. not a whole lot of guidance. It's all controlled by certain people and they know how to do things with it. Whereas for people who don't really grow up in the customs of what America looks like Mm -hmm. and how money should be guided. Our money is still metaphorically under mattresses. Mm -hmm. It's hidden. It's not in the places that it should be to best optimize how we can grow as individuals or as families or Mm -hmm. whoever. True. And it's also is dependent on the histories we come from and the histories we're going into. So in terms of U.S. history, because we're in a capitalistic society, because of the tax code that was written by Alexander Hamilton, Mm -hmm. we are controlled by those things, which then means that corporations and big businesses, like you said, are the ones that kind of puppeteer how our economic system looks like. And then now also looking back at where my family came from, from the Philippines, where not too long ago, the country was under martial law, which meant that a lot of people lost their money because the ruling party at that time took over the banks and there were no insurance. There wasn't FDIC for the Philippines. There wasn't any insurance that kept those assets safe. Right. And now you're just quoting from the book. Mm-hmm. So let's just go straight into it. So... 
What book are we reading this week? We are reading Money Out Loud by Berna Anat, which just recently was released on April 25th of 2023. Right. And this book we're doing differently. Mm-hmm. It's just a little special. And we're not doing a read-along. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons why is because we want to get this out as soon as possible to you, yeah. just because it is a new release. And we want to highlight her book and really mm-hmm. give it the proper platform that I truly think it deserves. Yes. Um, the other reason is that this book, and the way it's written is meant to be a very personal journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not meant to be a read-through or something where you just go straight through it, which is kind of what we did. Right. But we're going to go back and read it. Yes. Um, but what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to sit back and think. There are action items to complete. Mm-hmm. So that's what we want you to do. So not a read-along. So this episode is just going to be a one-time special. Right, so go at it on your own pace. So even if you're reading other books, that's totally okay. This is something that will guide you through every step of the way. Right, all right. So how does Berna describe her book? So on the back cover of Money Out Loud, Berna says, wait, so no one taught you about money either? Let's figure this mess out together. In this illustrated deeply unserious guide to money, Berna Anat, AKA the financial hype woman, freaks out her immigrant parents by doing the unthinkable, talking about money loudly. Because we're done staying silent, ashamed, and confused about our money. And we're done feeling left out of the hella male, pale, and stale financial world. It's time to remix our money lives and teach ourselves all the stuff we actually need to know. Stuff like how to start budgeting, saving, and investing without the confusing finances how our traumas shape our most toxic money habits and how to create new patterns, how to navigate a garbage system that has excluded marginalized folks for too long, and how to use money to fund your biggest dreams and make the world suck less. No more keeping our money on mute. It's time to grab the mic. Right. And so Berna, a little bit of information about her is she's a financial hype woman. Now she'll repeat this herself many times. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what that is, That's okay, because it's something she kind of made up. Mm -hmm. Um, Financial Hype Woman is a way of saying that she creates financial education media. After paying off $50,000 in debt, she saved up to quit her job and has been traveling the world to make money fun ever since. Mm -hmm. She's presented at venues such as Girl Boss Rally, Google, and The Wing. Um, Her work has been featured on platforms such as Forbes, The New York Times, and BuzzFeed. Mm -hmm. Berna was recently named one of ABS-CBN's Global Pinoy Idols, awarded to the 10 most influential Filipinx people in the United States. Yes, go Berna. Yes, so her content can also be found on her Instagram handle at HeyBerna mm-hmm. and also on YouTube at HeyBerna. Yes. Okay, so just broad overall, what were your thoughts on this book? I really appreciated how simplified she made money mm-hmm. i mean there are many money books out there there's also the budget nista's book um get good with money mm-hmm. but this one because it was written with youth in mind with young adults in mind mm-hmm. the language was so easy to grasp which mm-hmm. made it so much easier for me to understand uh not just budgeting but investing about bank accounts and about other 
aspects of finances that I haven't thought about. Right. Simplified, but extremely approachable is the yes. other thing that I was thinking. Yes, 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 yes. She does a really good job of breaking down concepts to mm-hmm. things that are relatable and things that we can actually look at that may not seem as unfamiliar as what financial systems put them out to be right especially and she names this in the book especially the titles that financial institutions use to talk about finances for example like fdic and ncua those acronyms and those names that make talking about finances so jargony Mm -hmm. and i think the other thing is that during the whole book it didn't feel like someone was talking at you. Mm-hmm. It felt like a friend that was talking to you about money. Right. Um, this has been a category that's been taken up by a lot of public space, such as mm-hmm. YouTube and um, all the social media platforms where we have a lot of financial people out there now that yeah. are saying, do this, do this, invest here, put it in these stocks, right. do this. And we really don't know how much they care and mm-hmm. there's a great segment where recently Hasan Minaj took over the Daily Show because they're trying to find a new host yeah. and he talked to Kevin Leary who is one of the Shark Tank people Yes, and admittedly I don't know a lot of that world about investing mm-hmm. and finances and honestly listening to the conversation I think Hasan knows a certain amount and right. he's intelligent in it right but he's not someone that lives in that world every single day true but the thing i noticed was kevin o'leary was so shady with the way that he talked that mm-hmm. it felt that even though i didn't know exactly what they were talking about there was a high level of distrust with the way that kevin o'leary responded to hassan's questions right it was very coded it was very very euphemized Mm -hmm. language and the thing i really liked with berna is that it didn't seem like she had an intention i mean Mm. as you read through the book and especially in the later chapters there are things that she does in ways that she uses her money to empower herself and her communities Mm -hmm. and finds ways to use her money as resources of support and giving that to places that need it right so creating like a circular economy right and she tells you how you can do it on your own but the other thing she emphasizes is you also don't need to she there's Mm. a strong understanding that not everyone has money i mean there's one point where she talks about it'd be great if we could support more environmentally friendly companies and things like that but also she very specifically acknowledges that that way of shopping comes from a place of privilege Mm -hmm. and the ability to do it. So I really like that there wasn't an intention of you need to do this with your money. It was Mm -hmm. more of a guide for people that may not know exactly what to do. And I mean, I kind of fell into this category of not knowing exactly where to go. For sure. So you're saying that she didn't have a personal agenda and it was more of the intention of helping as many people as she could. Right. Absolutely. I really liked that she was also very honest with her talks of money Mm -hmm. and how she also felt confused, how her parents felt confused Mm -hmm. and how there was a lot of fear. Yes. Um, She shares emotional and financial traumas that are very strictly and... Like specific to her life. Exactly. And so correlated with how the money is now being used. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that she talked about was in a lot of Asian households 
or at least the ones that I've known, is mm-hmm. that when you're at home, you're so frugal with your money. Like, yep. don't go out and buy food. We have food at home. Yes. But then as soon as there's a gathering of family or mm-hmm. friends, it's like, all right, dress up in your best, whatever it right. is. And then when the check comes out, you're the first one to grab it and say, like, no, I got it, I got it, I got yes. it. And it's just always that game and that dance. And right. then she talks about how that might influence your choices now. And it's just mm-hmm. things that I never thought of. Mm-hmm. And if I read a book written by a pale, stale, male. white male, mm-hmm. like, if, if we're talking about that, then there's no way they understand what that situation looks like otherwise. Yeah, definitely. And how she talks about how her finances are now like even after understanding that trauma and also trying to do better herself she's also very honest in that she's still figuring it out Mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like i'm so hyped up on her just because this is all new information i mean honestly Mm -hmm. i went through the book in like four or five days or so and just kind of speed read through the whole thing Mm -hmm. but Jemay's been a part of this book for a long time. I was part of the street team, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a small team, and it felt it felt really different from other street teams. She made it so that we felt connected, but also it felt like a party inside of, inside of our little Zoom mm-hmm. and Instagram community. Which I think it just feels like her whole life is a party. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think I could live her life. It's too hype. Mm, well, what's which is interesting because she identifies as an introvert, so yeah. it's like a social extrovert, but uh, like an internal introvert. Right. Um, you've also been watching her videos, right? Yes, I've been watching her videos. I first found out about Berna through the Hella Helpful Summit that she hosted in 2020 when all of us were stuck indoors. We were trying to figure out the pandemic, and we just needed to understand what was happening to our money mm-hmm. do you know what hella is hella yeah like very yeah like yeah. was that a word that was spread in guam yes oh okay yes because that is a very specific bay area word yes that originated there definitely and that's where berna identifies yes. with is that she's a bay area person yes and she says hella in the book and i was like yeah haven't heard mm-hmm. that in a while mm. yeah so i mean the book in itself has a lot of really great information and i don't even Mm -hmm. think it's possible to jam all that into one podcast or even a couple episodes it wouldn't it wouldn't do the book justice right but what lessons from this book demystified money for you i think my past trauma with money has always been something i buried um, mm. I think it's something that's led to a lot of arguments between my me and my parents, mm. even me and my brother. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of talks about, like, what are you doing here? Like, how much money are you making? What are you going to do for your loans? Like, And there was one point where my brother was even trying to help me with my loans because he's like, well, maybe you should put it into here. This has a lower interest account and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it was such a point of shame and something that I don't think I was able to or ready to bring to the surface. Yeah. And I think just the way that Berna talks about how it's not such an individual thing to feel the shame. There's mm-hmm. a point where she brings out her street team and talks about the different yeah. debts that everyone has. Yep. And it really makes it feel like I'm not alone in mm-hmm. this. So I think that was probably maybe the biggest thing. And then now going into 
okay, so my money is this, how do I organize it? And starting to not only look at money from a total basis, but maybe trying to break it down, which are the first yeah. few chapters, but break it down and then start to look at the money instead of just trying to get by. Mm, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. For me, something that I've been holding, I mean, like Steven said, I've been part of Berna's community for a while. So a lot of the things that she mentioned in the book are things that she's mentioned to us already, either in her content or to us as a group. But something that I've been holding on to that I didn't realize was a myth is that I could only open a certain number of bank accounts. Mm -hmm. And by opening Mm -hmm. those bank accounts, it's just squirreling away money for later. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the book, she mentions that not only is it okay to open multiple accounts, but that we should have a specific purpose, a specific job for every dollar. Mm -hmm. Um, And she makes it even fun by naming those accounts. And it's like, I've been holding money in my savings account, not really having a specific purpose. It's like for a rainy day mm-hmm. or for emergency or for lifetime retirement, whenever that is. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a specific date. There's no specific purpose. So my money is literally just sitting in these accounts. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel more empowered, not only from Berna's book, but from other financial hype people that I've come across since learning about Berna that has made me start thinking about what is it I'm going to be naming these accounts. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about the budgeting part, right? Right. Okay. So this is an aside now. Mm -hmm. Berna, if you're listening, Mm -hmm. girl, (laughs) do you know what doesn't help with budgeting? Mm. Is when when you write a book and my partner decides to buy like 40 copies of this book to give to family and friends. <laughs> this is not good budgeting advice. Yours is no. <laughs> this but isn't good. It's about it's the reason why I bought multiple copies is so that I'm able to disseminate it to more people. She's going to have a bank account just for <laughs> buying your books. This is not good. I I think that it's my way of creating a circular economy because the more people that I can reach with this book, the more people will be empowered to create generational wealth. And we gonna go broke. Um, <laughs> so let's kind of. I, I think what would be fun is there's a very quick little exercise that mm-hmm. Berna puts into chapter one, mm-hmm. and it isn't diving too deep into things, but it's right. more just thinking about money in a different light. Yeah. So. Let's go over that together and then we'll do that exercise and kind of see how we feel. All right. So it's a level two activity in the wide angle of your money and it's a finish the sentence. So Stephen, finish this sentence. Money makes me happy when... I don't have to worry about it. I was going to say the same thing. Wow. We're the <laughs> same wavelength. Second one. Jamee. Money makes me uncomfortable when... I don't have enough for the next month. Yeah. For me, it was the way I finished that sentence was when I owe it to someone. Mm. Three, when someone gives me money, my first thought is... Yes, but do I have to pay it back? Mm. For me, it's... Oh, no, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And the next one is, the fourth one. Mm -hmm. When I think about spending my money, my first thought is... Should I spend it? I I had a very similar one. My thought is, should I really buy this? Mm. 
And the last one is talking about money makes me feel stressed. <laughs> so stressed. I was gonna say excited. Oh, <laughs> stressed. <laughs> um. So one of the other fun things to do is if you have a circle of friends, mm. um, Berna calls them her your money circle or your. I think it is just money friends. Yeah, money I think people. it might be money friends or something、mm. like that. She recommends having these discussions and going through these topics with people, so that it's not only something that you're doing on an individual journey.、Mm-hmm. It keeps you accountable. It's someone that can celebrate with you.、Yeah. So it really brings finances into light in a different way.、Mm-hmm. That, like I said, is much more approachable. Totally. Have you found your money people yet? I'm just trying to find my money. <laughs> I struggle, and this is just an aside, but I struggle with finding new friends. I'm very much an inner circle, close knit person.、Mm-hmm. But Berna says in the book that it might not be a good idea to make your closest friends your money people because they're the ones who are gonna hype you up and be like, "Treat yourself."、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're doing this episode so that we can try to get this book out there, right?、Mm-hmm. And I really think that this book. Is for everyone, yes. But more specifically, it truly hits the Asian American population, especially、mm. first and second generation population.、Mm-hmm. So, what can we do to get this book out there? Well, if you can buy it, definitely buy it for you and the people in your life that have been talking about money or talking about their struggles with money with you. You can also request it at your local library if they're not, if they don't already have copies. You can also support local indie bookstores and in requesting it from them as well, showing that there is a need for it. And if you can purchase through either them or Bookshop.org as much as possible, so disseminating it, requesting it, those are the best ways. And you can also find it at Bookshop.org/shop/AsianBookClubPod. Pod. Awesome. And if you want to get into the conversation, or if you just want to message us with any comments or suggestions on future books that you might be interested in. How can people reach out to us? You can find us on Instagram at Asian Book Club Pod Pod, or you can email us at Asian Book Club Pod Pod at gmail dot com. And you can always check out our website, which is Asian Book Club Pod dot com, which is going to have a link to that bookshop for us. Yes. But yeah, check out the book.、Uh, we'll come back next time to reveal the book with the three hints that we said last time. Yes. But this is just a one-time special episode、mm-hmm. for Berna. We're trying to hype up the hype woman. Yes, and you can always just hype up the hype woman yourselves as well. Yes, and I just want to end this segment from the wise words of the hip hop group Wu Tang Clan, and that's "Cash rules everything around me." Cream. All right. Bye. Bye.